did we all mess up when we were chasing guys like Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell and Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter this offseason? Should we have been focused on Patrick Mahomes all along? We'll debate next. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to another episode of Cards on the Table on a very special day for us here at Sports Card Investor and Cards HQ because this shop, Cards HQ, is opening to the public today. Today is our grand opening. We're about to go open those doors and hopefully have people filling in the aisles and shopping for cards and having a great time in our store. But first, we are here today to talk about what's going on in the sports card market. One of the big stories, of course, is that the Super Bowl is now set. We know the matchup. In last week's episode, we talked about what would be good for the sports card hobby, what teams should get there, what would be good. And Carter, you said you wanted to see it be the Chiefs and the 49ers because you felt that would be the best matchup for the sports card hobby. Well, here we are. And as I look right now at the sports card market and I look at this matchup upcoming, I have to ask the question, did us and did everybody out there miss on Patrick Mahomes this offseason? Because if you went to the national, everything that everyone was talking about and buying leading up to football season and the weeks before and in the early part of the season, everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett and everyone's talking about Sam Howell and players like that T-Law was super popular, obviously. Uh, Justin Fields was very, very popular this offseason, Desmond Ritter, and you did not hear buzz about Patrick Mahomes. And in fact, Patrick Mahomes' prices were falling between August and December. During the football season, his 2017 Prism Rookie Card PSA 10 was down 40%, down 40%. Now, this last 30 days, <laughs> it is now up 50%. So now people are once again on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon, but it is still down from where it was a year ago. So I ask you guys, did the hobby fall asleep on Patrick Mahomes? And was he the player that we should have been investing in the entire time? Carter, I'm going to start with you today. Man, a couple of weeks ago, I had zero belief in the Chiefs. So I, you know, I would have been like, yeah, no, we definitely didn't miss out on Mahomes. And now I'm going to say, I'm going to eat my words, and I'm going to say, we did. We really did. Uh, it's been a special run. Regardless of what happens next week in the Super Bowl, this playoff run, it just adds on to Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Uh, this was a run that nobody expected. I mean, after the year that they've had, the offense has not been well put together. Their defense has really been carrying them more. And more in recent years, it, their defense has not been great at all. Um, so I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes has should have been the play all offseason. It should have been play all year. Um, I think I think a lot of people missed out on probably the biggest opportunity that people are going to have to buy Mahomes now. This is going to be hard to do this, regardless of what happens next week. You could have bought Mahomes at a discount yep. for a lot of this season. I mean, he was at a real discount. I mean, his prices were way down from where they were at the start of the year. Teapot, were you were you buying the dip on Mahomes? Were you, I know you're a Mahomes fan, you're a Chiefs fan, yeah. but did did you overlook him or did you not? We reached a point in the middle of the season when I started wondering if he wasn't a good buy again, and it wasn't just because of his prices down, it was because of the fact that so many of the other quarterbacks who had been hyped weren't delivering. Right. We were seeing the whole football market look super weird. Fantasy football was super weird. 
Here's what I know about Patrick Mahomes. He has now officially transitioned into villain phase because of how absurdly good he is. People actually are saying they hate him. I think it's also because they don't like Taylor Swift on the TV every day, but they don't like him. You only reach Mount Villain as an athlete when you are officially in dynasty mode. It's past putting the league on notice. He's in dynasty mode. He owns 22 FBS records, and now he owns every possible record he could to date in the NFL in his position. Fastest to 25,000 career passing yards, fastest to 100 touchdowns, fastest to 200 passing touchdowns. Career player pass rating is the highest ever. Fastest to literally every other record. He's got 11% more, percent more touchdowns per game than the next closest player, who is Aaron Rodgers. If you compare him to Brady, his stats through their seasons two to seven, when they really both played, are way above Brady's. So he's on pace, if he has longevity, to actually do something we wouldn't even think is necessarily possible. And if he wins another Super Bowl, he's tied Brady with three in those six years. He's made it to four, and Brady never went to six straight AFC championship games. So he is literally the best football player who's ever stepped on the field through six or seven seasons. It is kind of a wonder that in spite of doing all of those things that his prices ever came down in the first place. And I think everybody's kind of regretting it now. Yeah, it's, it is, it is wild thinking about all the names. I mean, at the national, yeah. people weren't talking about Mahomes. Jalen Hurts was yep. hot at the national, you know, you saw other guys like that. And yet you look back at this football season as a whole, and there's really only a few quarterbacks whose card prices did well this yeah. season. Lamar Jackson's card prices did well. Yep. Brock Purdy's card prices did well. Yep. And now Patrick Mahomes' Jordan card Love. prices are doing well. Jordan, Jordan Love's Love. card prices Jordan did Love's well. Jordan Love was... Jared Goff's too. And Well, Jared Goff, uh. that's true. There's not as... That's true. <laughs> Got to give it to Jared Goff. You're right. But actually, Jordan Love was the only quarterback, I would say, who was hyped in the offseason who actually delivered for yeah. the people that was buying his cards. Yeah. Jordan Love did see his cards go up a lot. And there was excitement about him preseason. What's interesting is that Jordan, it didn't look that way they for Jordan didn't. Love. Yeah. yeah, the first several games of the season, it didn't. It looked like that was a bust. Yeah. It looked like people had his made value a mistake. dipped a lot. His value dipped a lot, but yep. then it came roaring back yep. as they went on that run the yep. second half of the year. But it really was Patrick Mahomes all along. I mean, yep. he was really the guy that yep. really everybody should have been buying in the off season and buying during the dip that occurred during the season. You could have picked his cards up forty five days ago, yeah. and they were dirt cheap, really, compared to where they are today. And and you you also combine that with the fact that back in twenty seventeen there weren't nearly as many football cards made. Like not even right. a fraction of as many football cards were made in 2020, yeah. in 2021, yeah. in 2022. So his cards are also way more rare too. He so doesn't even get, have a prism base card. Right. It's just the silver. Yeah, there is no prism base, yeah. right? It's just prism silver. So much more rare. Feels like a missed opportunity. Uh, well, I guess we're going to learn our lesson and it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. We're yeah. going to see what happens. It's also fun to know that we have PWCC as a new sponsor on this show, and it comes at a time when they're doing something completely new for the very first time. PWCC is running their weekly auction this week. It ends this Sunday as they do every week, but this week they have tied Fanatics Authentics into their weekly auction. So they actually have a lot of really cool player signed merchandise from Fanatics that is in their auction this week. One that I have already bid on is they have a sweet Wemby Team edition San Antonio Spurs basketball. It's a really cool looking basketball signed by Wemby. Uh, he put his number on there. It's authenticated. 
I've already bid on it. So I, I'm going after that in the PWCC weekly auction. How about you, Carter? I picked this Tom Brady uh, multi-inscription multi mini helmet. Has his total yards, total touchdowns, all the Super Bowls. Um, there's only 112 of these. I'm really fired up about Brady. He just announced that he is a full go to be broadcasting with Fox next season. So yeah. I'm excited for this item. It'll be good to see him a little more in the spotlight. Yeah. How about you, t And I've got the real greatest quarterback and the greatest tight end combo, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey dual autographed lunar eclipse speed helmet it's super cool nice yeah. all right guys go get signed up for pwcc marketplace to bid in this week's weekly auction we're going to put a link in the show description below for you to go bid and sign up for pwcc marketplace okay let's talk about your data dive this last week teapot if you guys didn't see it on the market movers channel teapot talked about five hacks to build a great card collection things such as knowledge educating yourself by using different online resources finding your collector identity focusing your collection being patient and analyzing the market using data products and data tools teapot tell us a little bit more about this and then i'm curious to hear from carter what else he might add to this list yeah i mean at a high level you know we're, we're putting out the dummies book it's coming out in april yep Sports really excited about that and investing for dummies yeah why and you guys probably have seen those dummies book dummies books before about yep. a million different topics that Wiley publishes. Yep. And they signed us to a book deal. So it's we're awesome. right, we're writing the book. We're excited. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, you know, education, people are always asking that too when they're new. Just how do I learn what's what and what to buy and all those types of things? So just educating yourself. Um, something I talk about a lot is kind of trying to focus your collection and have a clear identity so you don't get FOMO, so you don't just get that, I call it Pokemon syndrome of just trying to catch everything and getting buying this, that, and the other Gotta thing. Catch them all. You wake up one day and you go, I just bought all these cards that I didn't really want, right. like I've done five times. Uh, and then just using, you know, market movers, shameless plug, but it, it really is as valuable to the collector as it is to the person looking for investment speculation trends, especially the collection feature. So I liked to highlight too that we have a great way to even track manual cards with a two-click price check. So you want to check that video out and um, there's a lot of great tips in it, I think. There, there were a lot of great tips. In, in, in fact, Carter, what would you add to it? If you're, if you're giving advice to a new collector out there, on how to build a great card collection. What is one of your what is one of your tips? Well, the first thing is to buy what you love and buy what you're passionate mm -hmm. about, right? But I can boil down, I got I like this tip a lot is pay attention to players that are either coming up to a potential free agency or a potential contract extension, right? Jordan Love is rumored to get a big contract extension this year. There's opportunities when that type of stuff happens. Otani. Otani oh, was his cards criminally crazy. low. During the season, yeah. they were criminally yeah, low. Yeah, they were. And then the value is bonkers right now if you're going to the Dodgers, yeah. right? Like there's opportunities there, you know, to avoid those FOMO, op, you know, situations where if you just pay attention to these individual star players that are due for these types of situations, you know, that's where you can really build up your collection in a, in a really good way. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely good advice. You know, one thing that I've, I, a couple, I'll give a couple of tips. One thing that I shifted really into this last several months is is focusing on buying items that it's going to be very hard to find that item come up for yeah. auction again. Yeah. And not worrying about passing on items that are ones that I'll see again up for auction the next month or, or maybe even three or four months later, right? And when you start to kind of look through everything with that lens, you start to see things come up for auction. You're like, man, that card hasn't sold in two years or five years and that's a really cool card and I really want it. That's when I'm going to go after hard. Whereas something else... I might say, I really like that card, I like it, but if I miss out on this auction, I'm gonna see it again next month or three months from now or at a card show I go to this summer or whatever. Those items I'm not focused on as much anymore with my collection. So I've kind of shifted in that direction. And I love the collector identity thing you talked about, Teapot. I love going deep 
in like one particular area. For me right now, it's Dream Team. Yeah. It's, it's 1992 Dream Team. And, and I got it into the 96 Olympic team and the 2008 Olympic team now. A combination of cards and memorabilia from those years. And that's like that gives me a very specific niche focus. And, and that way every day I can go on eBay and PWCC and all of these different you know auction houses and do searching for those types of things and see what comes up and be looking in that kind of uh, window of what I want to collect and what I what I like. Yeah. So great tips. Go check out his video on the Market Movers YouTube channel if you haven't already. All right, guys, we got more great topics to talk about, including these pesky no autograph Panini cards. We'll be right back. Guys, make sure to get Market Movers today so you can track your own collection. Go to sportscardinvestor.com, click Market Movers in the main menu bar, or download the Market Movers app from your phone. Okay, our first mailbag topic today, gentlemen, we have got to talk about what is going on with the Panini cards that are stamped, no autograph. And this really came to our attention uh, recently when uh, Panini came out with these uh, next day autograph cards in 2023 Donruss and the Wemby card is in there. Everyone, of course, wants to chase the Victor Webinyama card, but of course, Victor Webinyama doesn't have an autograph deal right now with Panini. He's got an exclusive autograph deal with Fanatics and Tops. So Panini still made his next day autograph card, but in, in the area where he would normally sign the card, they stamped no autograph. And apparently this has happened with other players as well. I'll be honest with you, the first time somebody posted the card, I thought it was a joke. I did too. I actually thought it was a meme. Early April Fools. I thought it was a meme. <laughs> and then I learned, this is not a joke. This is how the cards actually are. What's their reaction? What type of statement is Panini trying to make here? Teapot, I'll start with you. First day I came in here officially to work in our office at the new Cards HQ. My not-so-favorite ESPN commentator, Stephen A. Smith, was on the projector with the volume going, and I thought, this isn't the work environment I signed up for. I feel like I can hear Stephen A. Smith ramping up his, his vigor, saying, this is disgusting. This is a travesty. They are laughing at us. This is an insult to the hobby. That's Stephen A. Smith playing in my head about this no-auto card, where the design, frankly, on the next-day autos was already completely underwhelming year over year it's yeah. just like this plain card that somebody designed in windows 95 with the first on-card autos available for athletes in their professional jerseys and i just i i still can't wrap my head it's like cognitive dissonance i can't wrap my head around it and one of them sold for a thousand dollars a thousand dollars with no auto the, with no auto just with a, wow. i mean th this card like you said looks like a meme i saw it on lameem james's account right i thought he was laughing at the fact that there were other things coming out that we've kind of raised our eyebrows at, like the curtain card. No, this is a real card that people are paying big money for. There are, there's an infinite amount of cards I could think, just cards that I could spend $1,000 on before I would buy this card. Even if I were the biggest Wemby fan on earth, 
I'd be like, I don't need this one for my collection. I don't get it. I think there's plenty behind it's, you, Teapot. Yeah. Is your reaction yeah. this bad, or, or do you think Panini was kind of clever? Maybe, maybe, maybe they're you know poking a little fun back at Tops and Fanatics, perhaps, and pointing the finger back. This at is them a travesty by doing this. Well, we got to keep playing Stephen A. Smith. We were playing it this morning. If you heard it, you know, on the in our speaker systems on the TV. But uh, I'm actually going to give Panini a little bit of props here because the, this is a good attention right here. I think uh, I think they did this purposefully. I think they knew that people were going to get upset about it. I think people were going to talk about it. We haven't really, I haven't really felt like I've talked about Panini a lot recently, you know? So this kind of got me back on that train and like, it's I'm paying attention to it now. I absolutely hate it. I think it's utterly ridiculous. And the, the amount that's already being paid for this card is just ridiculous. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it, you know, you got to add it somewhere. You got to have Victor have some type of staple card in the set. That's the way they went. Is it lazy? Yeah. Is it good for attention? Seems like it so far. I, I, I'm with you. I think it was an intentional move for sure. I, I don't I actually don't hate it. I, I, I think it's look, they they got they got this ripped away from them. The, yeah. the ability to get his autographs. I don't like any of the stuff that's happening right now yeah. with Panini and Fanatics both signing different players to exclusive auto deals and keeping them out of the other's products. Right. There's a big war going on right now, and collectors are unfortunately being caught in the gunfire path. Yeah. I don't like any of that, but basically Panini's kind of tried to acknowledge that and point the finger, I think, a little bit back at Fanatics on this one. It's within the right to do it. I guess it's okay. I'm not. I'm not as offended as you are, Teapot. Uh, what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below what you think of those Panini no autograph cards. Our second mailbag topic of the week, guys, is this past weekend was the Culture Collision Show here in Gaines in uh, Atlanta. Uh, coming a weekend after, there was a Dallas card show the weekend prior. Attendance was robust at both. Uh, we had good attendance at the Culture Collision Show. Of course, we hosted the trade night here at Cards HQ, and attendance was wild here. It was We were at capacity the whole night, line out the door, 40-minute uh, line out the door most of the night. Um, dealers seemed to enjoy the show. Dealers said they had a good time. Most dealers I talked to got a pretty good return from the show. They were pretty happy with, the, with it. The reports out of the Dallas show the weekend prior was that it was one of, if not the most crowded Dallas show in history. Seems like a really good start to the year. What was your action in these card shows, and what does that make you think about the state of the overall sports card hobby? I'm going to start with you, Teapot. I think Culture Collision is great in the sense of where being in Atlanta, and I don't say that because I'm here. It's just it's so easy to get in and out of Atlanta. You've got direct flights almost everywhere, and there's hotels all over, and the Cobb Galleria Center is actually a really nice venue, relatively speaking, for the, for the event. And then being here for the location right off the road from that, just it worked so synergistically. Um, I heard a lot of really good things about the show. I mean, we were obviously set up there. I didn't walk the show floor a ton, uh, but I heard from dealers that I was talking to, they were like, yeah, either the whole show has gone great or yesterday was slow, but today's been awesome. Saturday had a ton, had a huge uh, attendance. It was very, very busy on Saturday. Um, overall, I think the trade night that we hosted, that was the best trade night I've ever been to. I just had an absolute blast. It's so much better being in a card shop than it is being in a hotel, like sitting on the floor on the wall, you know, getting your cards out and everything. So overall, it was a fantastic weekend. It felt like a really great way to kind of get ready for this today and this big opening of the shop and, you know, setting the setting the the rest of the future. So I had a great time. I think everybody I talked to did too. And um, they're building a really nice thing on an annual basis. Yeah, twice a year now. They're going to do the next, the next culture collision. They're going to do it in September. That's right. They, they've now decided to do it twice a year, which is great. So hopefully... You get a chance to come into Atlanta and experience yep. Cards HQ and experience Culture Collision. The Wi-Fi worked. I mean, the Wi-Fi worked. You know, Amazing. Thoughts, Carter? 
I was there on Sunday, and it was crowded for a Sunday at Colts yeah. Collision. I was like, wow. Um, I unfortunately did not really get to attend at all Friday Saturday. I got to drop off our team that, that was running the show over there. But, uh, man, Sunday was crazy. And then uh, the reports out of Dallas. Ryan, my, our partner with CarJHU, told me at Dallas that one of the cops walked up to me. He was like, dude, we're about to shut this down. for This is going to be fire code capacity. Mm -hmm. It just bonkers in Dallas. So I'm really excited. I think card shows is such a big part of this industry. It's such a big part of what we all do. And it's so much fun to go to wherever they are, small, big. Uh, I, I'm just super fired up about the industry right now with how these card shows are going. Lots of momentum, guys. It's a good time for sure. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about next week in the comments. We'll make sure to cover that. And in the meantime, hit like, hit subscribe, go get market movers at, at uh, sportscardinvestor.com. Market movers in the main menu bar. And Guys, we got to go because we got to go. We got to go open up the go. card show. You That's ready? Yep, we got to go. Card store. Let's go. Cards HQ, opening day. See you guys later. Take care.